Everyday Leaders. I am Melanie Ake, and I'm coming to you from the Everyday Leaders studio here in Indianapolis. Today is a very special day. Today is my birthday, and I am celebrating heading into the fourth year for the Everyday Leaders platform. I My heart is so full tonight. I am so excited. Those of you that have been on my journey have followed me through the John Maxwell training, through following Simon Sinek, and all of these amazing leaders that are doing incredible things to change their world. And so that's been my theme since our event last year in 2020, when we did the Everyday Leaders Leadership Summit, February the 29th. We came in the whole year saying we were going to change the world. And then the world changed on March 13th. Little did we know, right? <laughs> so through COVID, I have been intentionally trying to add value to everything and everyone that is involved in my life, bringing amazing leaders to help us realize that sometimes it's right in front of us and we just have to tune in and be aware of our gifts. So I found someone that I'm connected to now through the Y Institute. And uh, Matthew Widget, thank you so much. You are the CEO of Go Narrative, and thank you for coming on my birthday to help me celebrate. And I'm really looking forward to you sharing your story. Thank you for having me, Melanie. Thank you. Very excited to be here, and thank you everybody for listening in. Um, yes. Yeah, so I want to happy birthday, of course. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. I do want to tell everybody if you're starting to watch this. Um, if you're going to watch this on the replay or you're joining us live here, um, I've got a little special gift that I love to give away for my birthday. So since Matthew and I are both for the Y Institute, we've both been certified, uh, I think it's really important that everyone finds their why. And we're going to talk a lot about that. So if you're watching this live or on the replay and you type in hashtag Y, W-H-Y, or you go to everydayleaders.com, and you can just send a, um, you know, register for Everyday Leaders. And then in the, um, in the information space uh, to connect, just type in hashtag why. So if you do that, either way, the website or here on the live streams, wherever you're watching this or replay, uh, you will be entered in a drawing. And on Saturday, I'm going to have another live and we will do a live drawing there for all the people that have hashtag why on any platform. And, and so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give away a seat for the upcoming class and a why assessment. And that'll take place on January the 24th at 4 p.m. Eastern. So it's a big deal. This is a $250 value. And, and so, and we're going to talk about why that's so important and why we know that it will change your life. And that's what I've put on this, um, this advertisement for tonight. So, uh, awesome Phyllis. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so type in hashtag why, and if you are watching, uh, you will be registered for the drawing and we'll do that on Saturday on the live. So without further ado, Matthew, please, please tell us everything that's going on in your life and our why is challenge. Both of our why is challenge. So that's what's fun. Um, you're going to listen to our conversation and know why. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to shut up, Matthew. Thanks for joining tonight. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I, you know, the, the, the great thing about why, and you and I were having a conversation a couple of days ago about this with uh, another one of your friends, is it's not so much about 
the the what you do in the world right which we spend our whole lives working hard to build skill sets whether that's deep or whether it's broad it's really about what's that engine that's driving us and when i discovered my why it actually wasn't so much of a discovery it was more of a realization and or a clarification because it made sense and it's I've always challenged the status quo and it's got me in all sorts of trouble. I'm actually surprised that I lasted as long as I did in corporate America. I spent the best part of 20 years at Intel and at Microsoft, started in IT at Intel and ended up, when I left Microsoft, I was chief storyteller for Microsoft Dynamics and I was running the Lotus F1 team global sponsorship. So quite a change within that, but I tell you what, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't help myself, right? I'd be sitting in a meeting and it'd be, Matthew, you know, the politically right thing to do for your career in, in this meeting is to just not say anything or to smile and nod. But, you know, the conversation would be going on and people would be talking about stuff and I just couldn't help myself. I'd be like, so why is that? Or do we have to do it that way? And unfortunately, a lot of people took that personally, right? Because it was their baby, it was their program, it was their product, it was whatever it is, right? So having a wild challenge got me in, in, a, in a lot of trouble in corporate America. But it also, uh, I think, you know, as, as a corporation or as any business, having people who have the why of challenge gives you the ability to look at things from different perspectives. And that's not the only important thing you need to do in business. You do need to have good processes. You do need to have um, ex um, um, mastery. You do need to build great products. You do need to think about the, proce the process of how you go to market. There's all sorts of things you have to worry about as a business. And if you don't look at problems from different angles, no matter what success you've got, there's only going to be a limited runway for that because the world changes, people change. And so if you're not prepared for that change and, and harnessing the ability to look at things from different angles, challenging the status quo, then you're going to be in a tricky spot. So um, it got me in a lot of trouble, but it's also something that, you know, is a huge value to any business. Well, I love that because here I sit here and I say, I know exactly what you're talking about. When you're in corporate America, when you're a challenger, when you say you have the why of challenge and you don't realize it, you sometimes look up to people and you say, well, why don't you really understand where I'm where I'm coming from? And why can't you just get on board with my ideas? And why can't you listen to me? And why can't I be put in those positions where I can actually make something happen, right? <laughs> and then when you do, there are a lot of people that get jealous because it's a natural gift that you have. That challenge just comes to you naturally where you look at problems and say, well, if we did it this way or this way or this way. And, and so there are other personalities, right? For people that have taken the DISC profile and the Enneagram and strength finders, all of those are behaviors. But your why is why you operate. It's why you show up into that room and it what drives every single decision that you make. And so that's what's so important. And I want to know from you, I would love to ask you this question. So here we go live. Uh, if you had to pick out your why before you took the assessment, what would you have thought your why was? Challenge. Oddly enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in fact, it's been in my resume for over a decade. In fact, I remember when I was um, when I left Intel, I was actually laid off. There was about 95 of us or so in the team, the channel marketing team um, spread between Oregon and, uh, and, and Folsom down in California. 
and there was a massive layoff at Intel, and I think fifteen people were left from that, from that team. I found back. I found out on, on my first day back in the office after our honeymoon, which was an interesting one. But in the mission to go and find a job, I had business cards printed. And one of the things on the business card was ideas through in, through execution, but another one was challenging the status quo. And that eventually found its way into my resume. And so it was, like I said, it was like this validation um, of, of, of what I was. And, uh, and it was nice to get that validation to your point. I mean, and I felt this way at Microsoft, I felt like I had a glass ceiling. And at the time, I wondered if that was my dyslexia or my ADHD. Um, and the, you know, as a dyslexic and an ADHD person with ADHD, sometimes that kind of process and sequential things, uh, you're not as strong at that. I'm, I'm, I'm not great. I need a better way um, and a right way to help m move things forward. And luckily, I've, I've got some of those people in my life. Um, but uh, I felt like I had this glass ceiling. And, and now when I look back on it, I realize it probably wasn't the dyslexia and the ADHD. It probably was just, it wasn't the right environment for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really important because it's very easy to feel trapped, to feel alone and to feel like something, to your point, that something's wrong. Whereas actually it's just maybe you're not quite in the right space, maybe a different type of job or a different type of company or a you know, fill in the blank, right? Maybe a slight change or a slight tweak will help you actually you know, be in a place where you can make the most of everything you're bringing to the table. Um, to my point about better way, it's like huge amount of value there and all the nine whys, everybody brings something to the table. Uh, and so, but yeah, that glass ceiling, it was at that point I was like, you know what? Uh, and I went through a major life um, tragedy um, in 2015 that was really lit the blue touch paper for me to just to finally make that decision to leave corporate America. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's that was kind of a bit of my story anyway. So it, tell us about 2015. So July the 19th, 2015 was a very, very hot day in Seattle. And I got the phone call that no nobody wants to get, but an expat in particular, who is a nine hour flight from family, uh, eight, eight time zones different, doesn't want to get. And my parents had been killed in a car crash. And so that for me, it was, and it took an enormous amount of time. It's something that's very much a part of who I am now. And I, I actually believe that I, I firmly believe that people should be more open with their grief because in being open with your grief, you can find people that can be supportive and you can get that help. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a part of me now, but for that first year, two years after I, uh, after that happened, it was, it was hell on earth really for me and my sisters. And, but, Matthew, uh, but, it, but it also so really sorry. inspired me to, to make the most of life. I'm so sorry. First of all, I just, I'm so sorry for that loss this is a really important message for people that are going through loss right now through COVID, right? Because when you say you don't um, connect to, or you're not grieving properly or trying to figure out what that personal loss is like for you, not being able to reach out and connect to someone that can understand that is a huge lesson, right? No matter what, why you have, everyone has grief. And, and so this is really, really important uh, right now because we're not through COVID. And, uh, and so a lot of people are still experiencing or will experience great loss. Uh, so what a powerful message, 
right, to be able to kind of walk people through. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to really highlight that uh, because it is, it's affecting every single one of us every single day. And, uh, and in fact, I'd like to take this opportunity. Uh, I wasn't planning on, on saying this, but uh, there's a third um, episode, if you will, of a, a panel that I participate on with the Virginia Mason Traumatic Grief Clinic. And I think it's um, either later this month or early next month. Long story short, if you email me, Matthew with two T's at gonarrative.com, if you are going through grief or you have a loved one who is, I can send you the details of that panel. We're doing a Zoom panel um, and, and it's, uh, it's proved to be very, very helpful for a lot of people. And, and so if that can be a resource to anybody, I would love to help connect you with that. There's a group of us who've all been through traumatic grief that will be on that. That is wonderful. Now might be a great time for me to share your website. So um, I'm going to take people right here. So this is, um, so Matthew's website, Go Narrative. If you type in gonarrative.com, this is what you're going to find. And, uh, and so if you need to connect to him, especially to find out about this, um, this panel, I think it would be really important, uh, a great resource. And I'm so glad that you spoke up about this. You have got such experience, Matthew, with all these companies. You know, we look up here, these are all brands that we're familiar with, just like McDonald's, right? So Microsoft, SAP, Intel, FICO, Oracle. Um, and when you talk about, you know, the, the uh, F1 team, right, the Lotus F1 team, that's uh, something that's near and dear in my heart here in Indianapolis, <laughs> as we had that race here for a long time. Uh, it, here's the thing, right, as a leader, as someone that you're looked up to now for storytelling and helping people connect to their passion, uh, that's why we're here today, really having you celebrate those things to be able to lead others uh, helping solve their problems. And and so tell me about your business with Go Narrative and uh, and so what you've done to help others with their stories. Thank you, absolutely. Yeah, it's really for, where this all comes from is, I had this realization, and in fact, my first job that explicitly used storytelling was uh, offered to me as I was literally on my way out the door from Microsoft. I'd been there five years, having gone through the layoffs at Intel. I wanted to be CEO of Intel, like I was so committed to the company. Uh, but after those layoffs, I was like, you know what? For better or worse, we are just a number when we're in a corporation and I wanted to have more control over my destiny. So I set an objective of only being at Microsoft for five years and then moving on to the next challenge. And just as I was about to leave, Fred Studer, who was a GM that I'd had previously at Microsoft, who was now in the, was at that time in the Dynamics team, reached out to me and said, Matthew, I'd like to have you come in and, and run the storytelling for Microsoft Dynamics. And also included the F1 responsibilities. Being a car guy, it was, it was an offer I couldn't refuse and Fred knew it. And so, but at as I sat down to start working on this job, I went out there and I had a look at for storytelling advice and I found all the classics, right? Um, uh, the seven types of story, the, Pix the Pixar storytelling tips. I found great coaches out there and um, people like Bo Eason and Michael Margolis um, and um, uh, amongst others. And there was a lot of, a lot of focus on the individual uh, and a lot of focus on TV, film and that type of thing. But there wasn't a lot that really focused on the frameworks for business. Mm. So I ended up spending the next several years as an interpreter 
on the one on the one hand i had storytelling the other hand i had the business and i worked with the teams to to do that uh, but it was a shock it was you know i thought it was going to be easy and i couldn't have been more mistaken but at that time i realized as I dug deeper and deeper and deeper into storytelling and the function and, the, and the, the brain science and the cultural aspects of it, I came to realize that this is very much a part of who we are, a very, very important part of who we are. It's how our brains effectively work is, is we call it storytelling, but really what it is, and Will Storr, who wrote this wonderful book called The Science of Storytelling, and I love it because it goes down to the basics. It goes down to the fundamentals. And in the book, he talks about how our brain is tuned to look for change. It's tuned to look for light and dark, loud and quiet before and after and journeys, right? Everything that we, we experience in life is ultimately about the journey that we're on. And so these things all connect together. And that's the, that's the brain science part. And then you immediately start to look at the social science part, how we communicate with others. And as Will Storr says, our mission in life is to get along and get ahead. And those things are in conflict sometimes and and having spent time in corporate america i can i can report back from the front lines that's very much the case in you know, the politics of a big organization but it's true we want to get along with each other and we also want to have success in our lives and the deeper i looked at it the more i realized everything that we that we know in, in our culture is, is storytelling um when a when a first responder talks somebody down off a ledge when a child convinces their parent to buy them a toy when a priest stands up in front of a congregation this is all stories it's all about before it's all about after and importantly the details a story is only a story if there's before and after and other things like a person a hero right that goes through the change and people who work in business who are passionate about storytelling will often talk about that the reverse is true. You can't have a great story without facts, without details, without specifics. Like one of the reasons you'll, people will remember my story is the fact that I said on the first day back after my honeymoon, I found out I've been laid off. That is a specific piece of data. And so we use stories to transmit this data. So here I was at Microsoft, chief storyteller for one of the business units. I was invited to participate in other teams, helping other teams out. Rumor has it there's actually still at least one video being used in the marketing curriculum at Microsoft that has me in it. I don't know if it's actually true anymore, but until recently that was the case. And it was at that moment it hit me. As much fun as I've had at Microsoft, I didn't want to be there forever. I wanted to keep diversity. I wanted to challenge my status quo all the time. And it was at that moment I had the epiphany. I want to go and do this for more people, for more companies. And so that was my inspiration. I spent a year at an agency helping a friend get an agency off the ground when I left Microsoft. And then four years ago, this month, I found a Go Narrative. Uh, see, four years we're celebrating. I love this. This is all celebration today, right? It's so important. You, <laughs> storytelling, you think about that as coaches, as writers, if you want to write a book, you've got to be able to tell stories. So this is something, these are skills that you can use in anything you do in your life. Uh, and so if you can capture this, if you can be able to understand what your story is, your why, and then how that really can connect to communicating what you want to do with your life and your purpose, this is just wonderful. <laughs> 
This is just wonderful. And it's easy, right? We fight it our whole lives and we say, why don't I fit in? Why don't I, why is my idea not accepted? Why do I have to try so hard to try to get promoted into the right role? And, and I love what you said, maybe it's the wrong environment. It's okay, give yourself permission to try different things because A, first of all, we're gonna tell you if you discover your why, what you do is going to have way more impact and you're gonna be able to really transform your own life and hopefully change your world. Exactly, and and when I got connected into the Y Institute by a friend of mine, Bill Pratter Jr., and he introduced me to Gary and, and Dan as well, obviously, it really struck me that we were doing this as a part of our strategic narrative process anyway. <laughs> we just weren't doing it as well. And so the, the Y Institute as the first step, especially when we work for and serve smaller businesses, medium-sized businesses. Uh, it's a little bit different in corporations in terms of the the, the power of the why. Um, you know, if you're a senior product marketing leader and you, you're developing a strategic narrative, it's useful to know, it's incredibly powerful personally to know your why and your team and your leadership team to know the why. Is that gonna affect the all up brand of your corporation? Not necessarily, um, but when we work, when we work with those, the smaller companies or the mid-sized companies, small, you know, small for me sometimes is still jaded by the fact that I worked in these huge corporations and a lot of our clients have been these huge corporations. Um, but ultimately it's still the beginning, understanding the why of, of what is being done is one of the first steps to be able to go on the road of developing a strategic narrative. And we've, put a, we've got a, a process and a framework that we go through to build out that strategic narrative. And I just fell in love with the Y Institute and, and they're great people as well, but being able to have that at the beginning of our process so we do that now. It's a part of a part of our process when we start that workshopping and that that aggregating and that absorption absorbing of information from our clients early on. We also take them through the why, so that they can truly understand and, and find that spark of passion, and then connect that to their business. Because quite frankly, Melanie, at the end of the day, despite the technology and all the wires and you know and all the and all the software and all the cloud services, business is about people. Do you know about the Why Institute? The Y Institute was founded by Gary Sanchez and inspired by Simon Sinek. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake, founder of Everyday Leaders Professional Coaching and Consulting. And as the first certified associate agent in the United States with the Y Institute, now Everyday Leaders can help you discover your why. Go to everydayleaders.com and take your why assessment today. Discovering your why is the essential first step of being an everyday leader. Everyday leaders know their why and live their why. Discover your why. Find out more at everydayleaders.com. That's everydayleaders.com. Knowing your why and knowing other people's whys or even wondering what other people's whys are can be very, very helpful in getting along and getting ahead. Well, and I love this because I'm going to go back to the race car days, right? So if you're thinking about putting a race car team together, you've got to understand the fundamentals, like how the driver's thinking and how you're going to communicate and all the equipment that you need, right? And it's just like doing this. You have to go back to the very basics and understand why you're doing what you're doing so that you can put the right team together. And so if you think about small businesses, 
you know, a lot of times we have we have all the time to work in the business, but not on the business. And so if you could start back from scratch and say, okay, so who the owner is, why did you start this business? What are you really passionate about? What's the real reason behind you doing what you're doing? And are you communicating that correctly? Uh, that's where we lose it. Most of the time, small businesses are struggling because they're, they've got the order mixed up. And I love how Gary teaches this and Simon even, right? When, when we talk about the why, how, and what, if we're showing up with the how and we think that's our why, it really confuses us, our messaging, our customers, our target, and how successful we can be in our life. And so have you had an example of really kind of um, understanding or validating, changing the order of those things and how much more impact that's had? Well, uh, funnily enough, actually, one of the one of the examples I have here, which illustrates it quite nicely, is but long before I, I did went through the why discovery, and it was actually when I was at Microsoft. And one of my responsibilities in the storytelling capacity was around the customer stories that we were telling and thus the case studies mm -hmm. and Microsoft, like any other corporate from, from lower midsize and up, right? Case studies are a big part of, of what you need to do to have the social proof to show potential customers that things are good. Right. I mean, it's still, it's still relevant for even the smallest of companies, but the case study, you know, the official kind of production of a case study. Right. And, and most companies, adopt an approach which is called problem solution benefit which in its essence isn't a bad thing understanding what the problem was right because people are dealing with that trying to overcome it what was the solution or how did they solve that problem and what was the benefit they got from it there's fundamentally nothing actually wrong with that until you try and apply it and you talk about the problem very briefly in the context of the solution because that's what you're trying to sell rather than in the context of the person and the company that had the problem. And so one of the things that I did was I said, okay, we need, let's approach case studies differently. Let's start with why, like why, why does this company exist? So as Microsoft, like we're talking to a company that's choosing to buy from Microsoft in that case, why is that company in business? their mission in the world, their their passion, their, how are they serving the planet? And let's start with that. And then let's look at the challenges that they're having and how they're going about trying to deal with that. And then what are they doing to actually solve it? And a part of that final what step is the software that you're selling, the cloud service you're selling, the widget, the lightsaber, whatever your magical secret source is, is a part of that but there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Your company, your customer's solution includes much more. I mean, my, my grooming solution, I've been cutting my hair for almost a year now. It includes, right, I, I've got to deal with like shaving and a, trimming a beard and hair, whatever. So if I buy a, a Dorco razor, then that's not my solution. That's only one part of it. And so starting with why in that case, really think about your customers and their why and how you help them achieve their why and that then becomes very compelling and then you can do the ingredients list on the packet of cereal at the end and it just so happens that you're a part of that um, but you've engaged you've got their attention you've been heard and you've set yourself up to be able to sell more mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And you know what I love about this is when you take us through an example like that and saying about your razor, every single person can apply this to your life. It's, you know, we think small, medium-sized companies, large companies, you know, leaders of companies that need to understand this. And you apply this to your life and it can change everything that you see and your opportunities that are in front of you. And because you start to communicate differently. And so I know for me, right? So ours, ours is both challenge. We're both a why of challenge. So we challenge the status quo. And, and then what is your how, Matthew? So I challenge the status quo to find a better way to clarity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my, my, my how is better way and my what is clarity. I love that we have the same how, which is better way. So we're always challenging each other and our communities that we serve to find better ways to do things. And my what is to contribute. So I'm figuring, you know, I'm doing things, I'm showing up to be able to contribute in bigger ways. And, and so I love that, the clarity that you have behind that, because I think when we communicate it in the opposite order or the wrong order, or we think things are more like us. Like I thought mine was maybe make sense, right? I like to put things in order and make sense, but that is nothing to do with how I'm showing up, right? And so taking some of these assessments and going through these courses really help you to identify, clarify, and be able to, like Gary says, right? Uh, get clear, stand out and play bigger in the world. And that's what you can do for yourself and for your organization. And it's, and it's, it's, it's there's, in, there's something inspiring as well about part of the process that the Y Institute does is it also shows you other people that you would recognize from popular culture that had the similar Y. And just that act alone can be inspiring. I mean, I, you know, so as a dyslexic, you know, knowing that Albert Einstein's dyslexic, Oprah Winfrey's dyslexic, you know, as a dyslexic child, you know, growing up, knowing that there were people out there that I was somewhat like in some way, shape or form is inspirational and it makes you feel less alone. Mm -hmm. And when there's only nine whys, you know that there's every single person you meet. I had a conversation with a chap for the first time, brilliant um, conversation, a branding agency focused on graphics and design and logos. And we're looking at uh, forming an alliance together because it'd be a great, you know, great alliance. And uh, and I'm, I'm listening to it and I'm thinking about, and I don't know what his why is, but I'm wondering, is it maybe better way? Is it maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's clarify, you know? So I'm starting to, I'm also a better sensor Mm -hmm. when I know my why and I know the fact that there's just these other whys because I'm not foreseeing or assuming that everybody's the same. I'm thinking, oh, well, why are they approaching it like that? Where's it, where's it coming from? And even if I don't know their why and even if I never know their why, it's, it's quite frankly, it's, it's a gateway to empathy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that, a gateway to empathy. You know, um, so I have to tell you a little secret. People that are in my inner circle know this. My husband's why, when he took this, is trust. Right? My wife's why is trust. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And I figured it out before. And then I had to take the test and it was... It's so, so crazy. And so for people that are watching this, you know, there is a statistical algorithm that you take when you do this why assessment. And so it's about five or 10 minutes and you just answer a few questions and it leads you through a normal algorithm. 
And so this is very predictable, the way you answer these questions. And so it's uh, like many other tests that you've taken, Myers-Briggs or Strength Finders or any of those, but it really identifies the why you operate, your soul-driven purpose. And so then you, when this workshop happens, uh, and this is what I'm offering, so those of you that have just kind of joined or have joined Midway, if you type in the chat here or go to my website, everydayleaders.com, hashtag why, so hashtag why, even on YouTube and the response, wherever, uh, by Saturday, I'm going to have a drawing for a $250 value giveaway. You're going to get an assessment for your own why, plus you're going to be able to attend the class on January the 24th at 4 p.m. Eastern, a two-hour class to go through building your how and your what statement. Uh, so this is amazing, and, and Matthew and I are here just really having this great conversation about when we discovered our why and how we're using that to really contribute and be uh, better citizens for the world to use our gifts. And that's what it's all about, right? It is. And, you know, it's funny because the when you look at the what, right, um, and your what is contribute and, and mine's clarity. And you look at what you do with everyday leaders in your business and how you're contributing and helping people be more successful. And then if you look at look at what Go Narrative's doing, we're helping companies clarify their message, clarify their narrative. And and that's we talk about getting attention, being heard and selling more. It's like you're never going to get attention if you don't have a clear narrative, if you don't clearly understand who and what you stand for. In fact, there's quite a big um, uh, sort of misunderstanding about narrative and storytelling and that is that it's just about the telling mm. that it's just about like say marketing right it's just about promotion it's just about marketing communications but here's the thing when you actually figure out and clarify your narrative it's a filter not just for everything you say it's a filter for everything you do so if your engineering team <laughs> Once you've got a strategic narrative and your company knows it's why, if your engineering team says, hey, you know, we were thinking about doing X and then you can, you as a CEO can go and look at, go back to your narrative and just, you know, say, how does this, does this, does this connect to that? Is this past the sniff test? Is it past the filter? Is it past the litmus test? And if it doesn't, you shouldn't even be investing in that type of product and that type of technology. Um, anyway, I kind of went off piece there, but yeah, so it's. <laughs> so great. It's so true, right? Because if you're working on a team right now and you're thinking, well, how would this affect my team? I have four or five people. It's COVID. I've got to put my team back together after we, you know, when we get back together um, and are in maybe cubicles, right? Or we're going into another organization. We've had to move or we're doing everything online. How important is that to know why people are operating if they're at home so that you can try to help encourage them and so you can connect to them in a different way? Because this has been a real challenge for people uh, through COVID that have had to have home offices that have never experienced that before. And maybe, you know, their why is um, they need clarity, right? If you have people that are on your team that need clarity and now you're at home, they're not feeling clear. They're not feeling connected. They're very confused. And so you've got to figure out a way to clarify everything, every meeting, every agenda, so that they still feel connected because they can't just go to the next cubicle and say, hey, I forgot those notes or I didn't get that quite clear. Can I ask you another question? It's not easy to do that now that we're in this Zoom environment. So what would you recommend, um, Matthew, for people that have that why of clarity? Well, for, for the, the why, the why of clarity is very much about is it's not so much about 
and making sense of things right because there's and there's a there's a why of make sense and there's a, a why of clarity and um, making sense is really about the, the the truly understanding clarity is about drawing out all of the the information like getting it all out into the sunlight mm -hmm. and that in itself enables knowing that you've got somebody on your team who's got the why of of clar of clarity or clarify is they're going to need to, under, to to understand all the bits and pieces. They're going to need to see it. They don't need to be an expert in everything, but they need to see the whole picture because if they don't have that whole picture, they're not going to be able to execute. Now, clarity when it's a what of the tail end of like mine, for example, right. it's a right. little bit different. But when it's your why, that's very, very much um, what it's all about. And to your point about COVID and, and team building and so on, giving your team the why assessment let alone taking them through the the uh, the actual um, the personal why OS process, which you're going to be doing on late, later in January with 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 um, um, some of your your um, network and your customers, is that you're giving it's a gift. So that's part one of this is you're literally as a leader. I mean, I'm sure every manager and every leader who's listening to this has over the past twelve months had to think a little bit harder about how do I recognize? How do I say thank you? Is it thank you cards? Is it gifts? What did I do something for them for the holidays? So you're thinking about that type of thing as a great leader anyway. This is another quiver in your your bow. And it's your opportunity to give your, your team something that is that they are going to appreciate just for themselves as a gift for themselves. But it, it's kind of like that, but wait, there's more, right? Uh, <laughs> you're as a leader are gonna understand them better. And when you take when you take when you go through the personal YOS with your whole team, your whole team's going to understand each other better. And this was something you know I've done disc, I've done Myers Briggs. I I really enjoy those. Strength Finder was probably a personal favorite, mm -hmm. and I found them all quite. Um, I found them all fascinating, uh, but there was something about the why that was a bit different. There was something that was about I really felt even though there's only nine whys, I really felt like I had ownership of it. It really. Um, it really helped me kind of just rationalize and be a bit clearer, no pun intended, um, on, on where I was coming from. So as a leader, if you can give this to your team, it has got literally just you know, a whole bunch of benefits. It's, it's, it's positive. It makes them feel good. It helps you work better together. And you know what? It's also, especially the, the whole COVID situation, by understanding your, your, your team that much better, it's going to help you all work together better because, you know, we're, we're trying to, as a team, we're trying to get along and get ahead together. Absolutely. There's so much benefit to it. I think, you know, I've given this to all my clients that I was working with as I started to go through the process. And I saw that it just helped them clarify faster. Right. So when you say, do you know what your clarifying statement is? Because that's your what you want to help customers get to that point. If you do that on a personal level, you just start to operate differently. You get up with different reasons. You you start to go grocery shopping differently. I mean, really, it does change everything that you do and why you do it and who you're connecting to, who you give your time to, um, because you want that to fulfill you so that you can then fill other people up. Uh, so if you're in a business, I really encourage you uh, to, to A, think about taking this assessment for yourself and for your team and giving this as gifts to other people for their birthdays, for their anniversaries. What a great program to say, hey, you've been married for so long now. Do you want to know why you've stayed together? 
<laughs> right. But uh, I, I love this. And so I am just so honored that you came on and have been sharing so much information. You, you are such a storyteller and to be able to connect people to what you're doing and why you're doing it and showing up in the world to really give back and, and help them. Uh, you have an amazing story, Matthew. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a fantastic conversation, regardless. But um, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of of why and the why Institute, and for, you know we both are. So hopefully <laughs> hopefully we've shared that a little bit with the folks who are listening today as well. Oh my gosh! So so Matthew, um, I'm going to share your website again because I know we were just we're having so much fun. Uh, but if people want to connect to you, if they want to um, really hire you to come in and help them tell their story with Go Narrative. Uh, how can we find you? What's the easiest way to to reach out to you? The easiest way is, and if you scroll up a little bit there, you can see there's um, both in the top right-hand corner and also one of the tiles. Um, if you scroll the other way, if you... Oh, sorry. <laughs> so those tiles there, if you, um, the complimentary consultation there, um, which is also available in the top right-hand corner, uh, you can uh, find some time to connect and we can, we can talk. Um, and if you, you can also, uh, there's a couple other options there, but there's the bot. Um, if I happen to be online at the time, the bots, the bots there, which looks a little bit like me, um, mm -hmm. then we could even you know, chat real time. But if not, um, you can also uh, sign up for our newsletter, um, send a message. Um, and again, my email is Matthew at gonarrative.com. Uh, and I'd love, to, yeah, love to, to hear from folks. Again, can connect folks with that grief resource. Um, but also can help you understand, you know, as a business leader who's looking to connect your product, your service to the market and do that in a much more effective way so you can get attention, be heard and sell more. Uh, we could obviously also help you with that, share with you how the, what the process is, how we work work with our clients um, and all that good stuff as well. So Melanie, thank you for the opportunity to um, to make that connection with your, your listeners as well. Oh, absolutely. And this will be, uh, so if you're on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you're watching, Remember, type in hashtag why, or you can go to everydayleaders.com and just connect to me through the contact, register at everydayleaders.com and let me know hashtag why you will be registered. I'm going to have a drawing on Saturday on our live with Tim Schur, and we're going to talk about his Legend Summit coming up. And we will have a drawing live for someone that will be given away this why assessment, plus you'll be joining the YOS workshop on uh, January the 24th. So. Uh, if you're watching this again, replay uh, hashtag why, and it's going to be really exciting. The journey is so much fun to help people and change their lives. And so, Matthew, thank you so much for being an everyday leader that is really changing the world. I so appreciate you, and it's been great to be connected to you. Thank you so much, Melanie. Thank you for having me on. And thank you, everybody, for listening as well. It's been, it's been really great to be able to, to chat with you today. Come back soon, okay? Keep us informed of what's happening in your life. Absolutely. we Will do. Cheers. All right. Thanks, Matthew. Bye-bye. This has been a Joe Studios production.